Hello, hello. Welcome to Think, Feel, Eat um, by Donna Reich. I am Donna, your coach, your teacher, and your friend. So I'm excited to be here tonight, just like I always am. But this episode, episode 48, and the next one, episode 49, are like two long-term, near and dear to my heart topics, right? Because these two topics, today's the PM routine, the nighttime routine, and the next week's morning routine, these two topics are something that I have literally worked on for, oh, at, at the very least, um, I'm going to be married 40 years this year in a few months. So at the very least, since my 38-year-old was born, I mean, that's how long I have worked on these aspects of my life they're just so important to me and now that i am have been folding in habits and changes and things to my life that are weight loss and strength training and um, health related um, it continues to be extremely extremely important to me so i'm going to talk today on episode 48 about the nighttime routine so let me preface this by saying when I have created routines in the past, or especially in the beginning, when I created routines um, for my little family, when I had my little boy, he was one year old, so 37 years ago, and I was doing, I was determined just to do it all right, right? Yeah, I, I had that problem. <laughs> and I... We're just like kind of done with that, right? Kind of already tired of kind of already tired of trying to be and do and everything. And so that's what makes us prime candidates for fewer demands from family. We might still have demands from work. I have very demanding work. Um, but you know, I have grandkids a lot, but they don't live here, right? My kids don't live here. So the demands, the daily demands are lessened for us. So we can kind of have a little bit more control over the changes we want to make in our lives if we're above 45 or 50 or whatever that empty nest age might be for you. So that's why it's the perfect time to really make the changes that we want to make. The other reason why it's a perfect time to make the changes we want to make both in our habits here as well as in our weight loss journey is because we've already done it all, right? I already spent years and years and years trying to do it all perfectly. I already spent years and years and years trying to get the perfect nighttime routine and the perfect morning routine and trying to do it all at once. And you probably are the same way in many aspects of life. So we're just kind of like pretty much done with that, right? And so that is the beauty of uh, those of us who are, you know, empty nesters is that we have already learned kind of what doesn't work, kind of what we're tired of doing. And I also think that's really what makes us prime candidates for weight loss too, but I'm gonna be getting into that more in the future. In the meantime, this episode is for everybody actually, um, because we have believed from the time we had small children that a good tomorrow starts tonight. And this has been our mantra, we've said it, this has been our, our you know, bread and butter. It's like, if we want tomorrow to go well, we've got to fix tonight. And this was actually born out in our lives by never just going to bed with things a mess. 
um, very grateful that I had a husband who would not let that happen. I had a husband who would say, all right, guys, we're setting the timer for 10 minutes. We're going to get this house in order because school is first thing in the morning and we're not leaving this all hanging out for you and mom in the morning when you're supposed to be doing school. Right, homeschool for 32 years. So, and had children at home for 35 years. So that's a long, lot of parenting years, a lot of years to do things wrong and learn and to also do things right. So we, that was our mantra, a good tomorrow starts tonight. So we would do these blitzes before bed. We would do what we call room to room where everybody went room to room and picked up everything that they had out before they could go to bed. We would set the timer. We would put on it. Oh, I forgot my to turn my um, finger off, sorry, um, turn it off, to, um, we would put on a story tape, an audio. We used to do audios like um, radio dramas and things like that, listen to those as a family. We'd put one of those on and say, you know what? Things are a mess tonight. We're doing a 20 minute radio drama. We are getting this place in gear. We're not waking up to this mess. So we had a lot of years of doing some things right on our nighttime routine. And then next week, as you'll hear in our morning routine. But also I was always had this issue of wanting to do it all. And it's really only been in the last five or six or seven years. Well, I started teaching about doing things a little bit at a time, like 20 years ago when we were, when I would do homeschooling workshops for parents and about um, 10, 15 years ago when we were doing parenting workshops and things. But as far as like the science behind it and really understanding, wow, no wonder it doesn't work to try to do it all at this one time. That really has happened in the last five or six years as I've gotten some of my favorite books, which you know about, which are um, Habits. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. I, I feel terrible. I don't have it in my notes. One's called Habits. One's called Tiny Habits. One's called Atomic Habits and another one called Willpower. So those four books have been life-changing for me and then I also have like Jim Quick, the brain guy that I listen to his podcast. I listen to a lot of life coaches trainings also. And then of course I was in um, the life coach school for a year and a half or I guess 15 months. So um, just kind of brings it all together and just cements it, right? So a good tomorrow starts tonight. That's the first thing we have to understand. The next thing that we have to understand is that sleep greatly affects tomorrow. When I can't sleep at night, when I have a rough time falling asleep, the first thing I tell my husband is tomorrow's going to be rough. I know tomorrow's going to be rough. I know it's going to be rough in terms of my, how I feel. I know it's going to be rough in terms of fatigue. I know it's going to be rough in terms of staying on my food protocol because I understand the effect that lack of sleep has on willpower, on impulse control, on cravings, on being feeling satiated from food, those are huge things that are affected by sleep. So I have some episodes for you, Think, Feel, Eat episodes in the notes. Um, 34 uh, is one about sleep. 36 and 37 are both about sleep and cortisol levels. And then 38 and 39 are more about sleep and the 39 number 39 is fixing your sleep. So those are some things that you can uh, look into for sleep. They have handouts and so forth that you can use as well. All right, so the problem with going to bed at night and doing things at night is that we don't realize how difficult it is. We think getting up is so hard. 
We think it's so hard to make myself get up in the mornings. We don't realize how hard it is to make ourselves go to sleep at night. And now in this age of streaming programming and YouTube and scrolling socials and all of the uh, online things and then games and things like that, we just have a terrible, terrible time turning that stuff off and stopping it. So I'm going to share my screen for a minute. Um, I hope, I hope I can. Um, where is it? Um, um, oh, I can't believe this. I just had it up. Um, um, oh, okay, I'm going to just go into share and then I'm going to hope that it will pop back up for me. How about that? Um, I had a graph up a little bit ago. So sorry, I just had it ready and it's not, and now I can't find it. Okay, the graph was a really great graph <laughs> that showed um, the dopamine spikes of different things. And it really explained really well, which is why I wanted to share it. It explained really well why we, let's see if it'll come up here. It explains really well why we um, can't say no to, um, oh, okay. Anyway, we're going to move on. Sorry about that. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, the graph showed the difference in dopamine spikes. Okay, and so what it shows it had on one side all of the things that we would consider to be like 10s on a one to 10 dopamine scale. Okay, so the 10. Are gambling, drinking, overeating drugs, things like that, over shopping, stuff like that. And then we have our medium things, which are more like maybe what we sometimes do at night, like watching Netflix, scrolling um, socials and things like that. And then all the way to the right, we have more natural pleasures. And those are things like, you know, taking a bubble bath or reading a book or rocking a grandbaby or something like that. And the, the premise of it is that why would we choose one of these lesser dopamine spikes when we have these huge ones over here? And these are the immediate, these are the ones that make us feel, these are the ones that um, take our mind from what we don't wanna think about. They distract us. They uh, keep us from having to work on things or process things that we don't wanna process, feelings and thoughts and things. And so the reason that I think it's really pertinent here is because that is why going to bed is so difficult. We don't realize how difficult it is to go to bed because we don't realize that what we're up against. We are telling ourselves that we want to feel good now and cuddle up in the covers 
and go to sleep, which feels good. And we know it's going to feel good, but this feels better. And we tell ourselves that we want to have more self-control tomorrow. We want to overcome cravings and things like that. But right now we just want to do this. So our dopamine spikes are high. We tell ourselves that we want to feel good tomorrow. We want to be rested. We want to get up and work out. We want to get up and do the things we need to do. But that is later and that doesn't feel as good as um, watching more Netflix, okay? So what we have to really come to believe and come to understand is that going to bed is a discipline. It is a discipline that takes willpower. It takes habit formation. Really our willpower is gone by nighttime, right? You've, that was willpower 61 and 660 and 61 of weight loss lifestyle. Our willpower is gone, 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 right? So we don't have the willpower to, to make it through. So, um, you know, that's not going to work for us. We can't rely on willpower. So we are back again, once more to trying to establish disciplines in our lives around going to bed and around the evening routine that we can only establish with drum roll, please. A drummer, junior high band. I was first chair out of 13. Habits. That's it. That is the only way that we can make this happen. And that is why the nighttime habits are so important and so useful. So I'm going to talk about some different aspects, including nighttime habits that will influence our weight and health goals. So I'm going to start with um, creating habit, creating PM routines in general. The first thing that we need to know is that habits need to be incremental. You hear me talk about it all the time um, that we can only change things when we make small, tiny habits. Now, this is where I always went wrong when my kids were younger because I would make this big nighttime routine and I would put it on a poster board and I would laminate it. I mean, I did it all, you know, and it was going to be a perfect nighttime routine and everything was going to be so perfect. And then tomorrow morning, we were going to wake up and have a perfect morning routine as well because, you know, a good tomorrow starts tonight. And once I got the nighttime one done, we were going to be perfect and everything was going to be great tomorrow as well. Never mind the fact that I had seven kids. Was anything ever perfect with seven kids? I mean, let's be honest, right? Um, but it was after I really started learning these incremental habits that I really started learning atomic habits by James Clear. I really started learning tiny habits by VJ Fogg. I really started learning habits by du Dubow. His name almost came to me. I don't have it in this room. Um, anyway, so the first thing that you have to decide is that you want to create PM habits, you want to create nighttime routines that will make tomorrow good, number one. Number two, you have to decide that you will not do this whole perfect nighttime routine right now, but that you will be happy, you will be content, you will see the benefit of doing it incrementally. So we have to do it incrementally. Episode number 20, Tools for Self-Integrity. That is a great episode to listen to, to really solidify how can I make my PM routine um, habitual and do it in a way that's incremental that I really will do. The problem with this big old long list and everything that's gonna be perfect tonight, once we start doing this new schedule, is that it's just like food, it's all or nothing, right? Once we don't do it, everything's out the window. 
All right, so instead we're going to do it incrementally. So here are some ideas of things to start with. Number one, start with what you will really, really do, right? No pie in the sky, no utopian evenings, no um, perfect protocols. What will you really, really do? And I've talked about that at length with weight loss and our habits around food and exercise. So with the same thing is, what will I really do? I will not really do a 90 minute bedtime routine. I'm tired. I'm tired at night. I, on like two days a week, I work 13 hours. I'm tired at the end of those days, right? I'm not going to do something super, super long. So I need to find out what I will really do. And so that might be time-wise, that might be the number of tasks, whatever, what will I really do? Next, I need to determine what will make the biggest difference for me. Okay, I can't do it all. I just told you I can't. I just admitted that I can't. I know that I will not really do it all. Uh, step one, what will I really do? Now, with this step, what makes the biggest difference for tomorrow? So now, all of a sudden, I have a framework to build it on. I need a small routine that I'll really do that I can add to later. And I need to put things in that will make the biggest difference for tomorrow. All right, some other considerations. Breadcrumbs. I like to leave breadcrumbs for myself for tomorrow morning. So I am doing things that will cause tomorrow morning to be better. So for me, that is laying out my clothes the night before. If I'm going away to teach that next day, that is packing any food that I need. It's getting my supplements out and lined up. It's making sure that I have ice in the house for my water bottles. It is packing up and sometimes even loading my vehicle. All right, these are the breadcrumbs that I'm leaving. Breadcrumbs mean I can follow this little trail super, super easily and do the next thing and then do the next thing and then do the next thing. I can follow this trail because, oh, wow, my clothes are right here. I'm going to stick them on and go work out. I'm going to stick them on and go to the living room and do a walking routine. I'm going to stick them on and run down to the gym and do my strength training, depending on what day of the week it is. I'm going to, oh, my ice is ready. I'm going to ice my bottles and get my water and my supplements ready. Oh, my stuff is all laid out here for me to take to, to classes. I'm going to load it and go. My lunch bag is all ready. If I'm going to be gone, you know, after one or two or three in the afternoon. Okay, I've got that already. Breadcrumbs are the things that I leave out to make tomorrow successful. Okay, they're little breadcrumbs that I just follow that make it so much easier. I'm not getting up in the morning and starting from scratch. Where's the ice? I've got to go get it out of the freeze, other freezer and bring it in and, and break it all down because I don't have an ice maker. Where, you know, oh man, I got it. I didn't get my clothes out. I'm going to, I need three to five extra minutes to find my clothes my clothes for the workout and then my clothes for the day as well. Oh, I did not print off all those things I needed for class. I got to run and print a few things. Okay. That's the opposite of breadcrumbs, right? All right. Then I focus on not having a hurried and rushed and horrible morning. Okay. I already mentioned what makes a difference for me tomorrow, but also what makes me not have to hurry? What makes me not have to be frenzied? I hate that feeling. And I had that feeling so much raising kids just because that's the way life is when you have a large family and you homeschool and things like that, right? But I don't have to have that now. So I can choose not to have a hurried, harried morning. I can choose to look at things that will make a difference in my morning that will make it not be such a hurry up morning. Then I ask myself, sleep. 
how much sleep do I want? 7.5 hours. I got this new Garmin for Christmas and um, it shows me that I have been averaging 7.45, um, seven, seven hours and 45 minutes a night. I was like, yes, I made it. Took me a long time to get to that point to where I could usually, to where I could count on like 90% of the time sleeping seven and a half hours because that feels good. That feels amazing. So what do I want for sleep? How much total time do I have? What time do I have to get up? Back up from that, right? Um, what will let me relax after this? So if I have saved printing things for the morning, I cannot relax because me and the, pr the printer and I are not besties. <laughs> so I know what's going to not let me relax, okay? If I still have parents to answer and I told them I'd answer today and I didn't get to it yet, I'm not relaxing until I get those parents answered. Um, if a client had a question and I didn't get it answered and I really wanted to, I'm not relaxing until I answer the client. I just know what lets me relax. What um, can I make that will be constant? What constances can I put in? What rhythms, what rituals can I put in that will be the same all the time? Um, decide based on that sleep, how many hours, what time do I need to get up? Reverse engineer, what time do I need to go to sleep? Then from that, I decide what time I wanna relax and I decide what time I'm going to shut off electronics. Knowing that I'm not sleeping my seven and a half hours if I have electronics on, okay? And sometimes I'll even just make my decision aloud. Like tonight at 10.30, everything is getting shut off. Even if I'm mid-program, everything is getting shut off. And if I can't sleep, I will get out a book. So I'm making a decision out loud about how that is going to be handled. All right, let me move into nighttime habits for weight loss, okay? Um, one of the things I like to do at night for weight loss is to check in from today's plan. So I'll close out my fitness pal um, and I will ask myself, was today a lose, gain, or a stay the same? I wrote an article about that recently. It should have been in your inbox about a month or two ago. So every night I ask myself after I uh, clock in my MyFitnessPal and I check on my movement and how many steps I had and things, um, then I ask myself, today was today a lose, gain, or a stay the same day? Uh, I think the, the email was actually called win, lose, or draw. So you win, you had weight loss, lose, you didn't. I can't remember how it went. It was kind of clever. All right, win, lose, weight, lose, gain, or stay the same. How was I on my macros? How was I on my calories? How was I on my steps? How was I on my workout goals? Now, this didn't happen overnight. You all know that I began writing down my food and my times in my first four journal, right? I started there. First four journal sheets. I'll put the link in here. Everybody gets one for free. First four journal sheets. I started out with that. Okay, then... I just wrote in three times I was going to eat and what I was going to eat. I didn't do anything else. Okay. Everything that is good and organized and effective 
and helpful in my life, I have done incrementally. That is the way I have designed my life. That is the way that I have made great strides in areas that I never thought I could. It has been through incrementality. I know, six syllables. Okay, so I check in again, I'm in my fitness pal, I'm putting my food in there. I got my steps, I got my workout goals. None of this happened at once. I just got a Garmin just for Christmas. I just got it. I wasn't paying attention to steps until just now. That's something I've added, but I didn't add it all at once. I wasn't doing everything at one time. That's the beauty of the first four on the journaling sheets is that you just start out with four things that are like no brainers that you can do without a lot of stress. All right, and then um, for weight loss, you can also uh, be ready for tomorrow in a lot of ways. So wind down today. That's one way that will help you at night with your weight loss. Wind it down, lose gain, stay the same, check on your metrics, whatever metrics you use, and then get ready for tomorrow. Do you have tomorrow's food prepped? Um, if you have to pack food, is it packed and loaded? If you're going to work out, do you have your clothes ready, your shoes, your car turned around? I've liked that my car turned around so that I drive straight out of the driveway and into the buses that are across the street from us, that we live across from the school. Um, I also like to start blocking tomorrow's schedule a little bit. So I like to start putting that stuff into the schedule tonight. I start tomorrow's my fitness pal. I put in my supplements. I put in my collagen, put all that in. So I'm ready to start tomorrow. And um, sometimes I even put in my first meal the night before. Or if I know for sure what I'm eating, I'll go ahead and put it all in while I'm just lying there watching something at night. Another PM habit for weight loss is what is going to be your evening food if you're going to have evening food and what is going to be your stop eating time. All right, then also I like to think about nighttime habits for self-care. So for me, I know I'm doing my face. I know I'm doing my sleep. I know I'm doing my relaxation in the evenings. You know, I know that those things are mine for self-care. I take a couple supplements at night. I know what those are. I have my ice water. These are all things that I do for me, self-care things. And then also nighttime routines for other successes. So my goal every night when I go to bed is that I'm in a position to do what I want to do first thing in the morning around weight loss, around fitness, around work, around family and home. I have certain things that certain five minute tasks I do in the morning, clean out the sink, wipe down a bathroom. We have a lot of students in and out. Um, so our bathrooms require a lot of cleaning. <laughs> um, I also want to make sure that things that bug me are done ahead of time. Again, the printer issues, those things. Um, I want to make sure that I have plenty of sleep. I want to make sure that I'm ready for sleep, that I've set up, that I have my habits for weight loss in place, those things that I, that I absolutely want in my evening routine. I usually have about a 30-minute evening routine. Now, I didn't always have a 30-minute evening routine, but now I have a 30-minute evening routine. I'm usually on the phone for most of it with one of my grown kids. As a matter of fact, I have another habit where I just save these certain things for when my phone rings. So my phone rings, it's one of the kids, 
I put my earbuds in and I start, I go around making my supplements for the morning. I go around, get my water bottles ready. I go in and lay out my clothes. I go in and start packing all of my stuff. It's hard to print when I'm talking on the phone because I get sidetracked and don't really, like I said, my printing takes a lot of uh, concentration, but I'll wash my face. Um, if I'm done with everything, I may do one of my five minute tasks from tomorrow. If I'm all packed and I'm all loaded, and everything's done and I'm still on the phone to one of the kids, I will go ahead and clean out this, one of the sinks for tomorrow. I'll go ahead and clean up one of the bathrooms for tomorrow. Um, uh, definitely all my clothes laid out for tomorrow. Um, if I was going to do some cooking tomorrow, um, I may go ahead and chop some vegetables or something. If I'm still on the phone, I always have tasks that I can do when I'm on the phone. If I'm short on my steps, I'll run in and I will, last night I was on the phone to my son for 25 minutes while I did a 25 minute step counting video. I found these really fantastic videos. Hmm, let me see if I have one up here that I can tell you the name of it. Um, it is, it's on YouTube and it is called Rick Buller, B-H-U-L-L-A-R, Rick Bowler. I'm going to write this down on my uh, notes for you. Rick Bowler, B-H-U-L-L-A-R Fitness. And I don't know what all he has because I haven't used everything, but the thing that I continually use since I've gotten my Garmin and I'm really working on steps is his step counting videos. Let me tell you the names of some of them. So he has these um, walking videos. Now he has some here that I, that I haven't really done anything on. 30 minute fat burning walking with weights. That sounds really good. Um, Christmas walking workout. The ones that I have been using are, um, are walking workouts with steps. So 3000 steps in 23 minutes. That's the one that I used on the phone last night. Um, he's got good music. Like this one has disco funk of seventies and eighties. Um, another one, I, another one has Christmas music. That Another one. This much fun. He was a dancer, and you know, probably remember that I'm a dancer uh, for 15 years now, and my husband and I are ballroom dancers. And you don't have to do a dance, um, but it's really repetitive. So like I can talk on the phone to my kids while I have it playing. I just can't hear the music and I just enlarge this, my computer screen, just enlarge it. And I just, and it's just, and you step, 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 slide, slide, step, 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 slide, slide. I cannot say enough about it because of how much I love dancing. But even if you don't love dancing, it's super, super repetitive. So it's so easy to follow. You don't have to dance at all. It's just... And then the other beauty of it is it's got a countdown. This is, I love time. I love measuring everything. So it's got a countdown on the time. So it shows you 23, 22, 21. It shows you the minutes and the seconds that you have remaining. And then in the bottom corner, it has a count up for steps. Beautiful. 3,000 steps in 23 minutes. So um, anyway, if I'm on the phone to one of my kids and I have everything ready for tomorrow and my whole PM routine is done, and I should be going to bed because it's my relaxing time, but that's okay because I'd rather talk to my kids anyway. I will just uh, put that video on or hop on my mini tram.
It's also in the living room ready for me whenever I get a phone call. So that is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the morning, the PM routines that set me up for success tomorrow. I never thought I'd get to a point where I'm actually done with everything that's ready for tomorrow and I could go on the mini tramp. That's not me. I always have too many things and always just always just scarcity of time and just always want to do so many things that I can't even begin to get them all done. But now that I've implemented this and I did a few things, then I did a few more things and I did a few more things, I got to a 30 minute nighttime routine that really, really works. Sometimes I'll break it up. Sometimes like if the kids are coming over, I might do 15 minutes of it before they come, like printing things and getting them ready for classes and stuff like that and, and having my stacks all there and making my food and packing that. And then I'll do the other 15 minutes, my supplements, my face and stuff like that. I'll do that after they leave. I break it up. But it's always like something that I do in the evenings because I know that it's going to make tomorrow super, super successful. All right. Lastly, I want to talk about signals for sleep. I think that's really important that we are able to shut off. Now, in some of my sleep videos, I talked about blue light blocking glasses, and I can't really say that we noticed a difference with them. So we don't really use them anymore. Um, but if you think they might help you, I would definitely try them. It's worth a try if they help block out. Like if you watch TV, like that's when we watch something is usually nine o'clock at night um, because we work into the evenings most of the time with students, private students. So, um, or like videos like this or coaching clients. So um, I have made myself some sleep signals. Okay. And I think these are really helpful. One of the sleep signals is TV off, phone off iPad or down, everything away. Then I do what my lying Kegels, I have different kinds of Kegels that I'm supposed to do. One of them is lying down so many of those Kegels for my prolapsed bladder. So I do that. So it's like, okay, time for me to sleep. All the electronics are off. I'm doing my Kegels and I take melatonin. I do that too. And I um, do deep breathing during my Kegels. That is also another thing. It's like, okay, time. So I have this uh, breathing where I breathe in for 10, in for eight, out for eight during each Kegel. So I do that. And this is only a couple of minutes of the Kegels, but um, then I say the Lord's prayer because I find it if I start praying or I start a lot of really deep thinking things, then my mind won't stop. So I just do the, that's, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I just like to do the Lord's prayer at night because then I'm not wandering off and praying for all these needs and everything. I'd rather do that in the morning. If I get doing that at night, sometimes I can't go to sleep. So the Lord's prayer is another cutoff. And then if I can't go to sleep within 10 minutes or so, I turn on the nightlight and read. And um, this works like 90, 95% of the time right? So those are what I call my sleep signals. And they have really helped me a lot to just like calm down, tone out, tune out and focus on sleep. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for Think, Feel, Eat number 48, the bedtime routine, nighttime routine. And um, these things make a huge difference in weight loss being prepared for the next day in terms of your food, in terms of your fitness and those kind of things, your water, your supplements, your breathing, your um, meditation, whatever that is, these can set you up for great success tomorrow. And when you are successful in general, that will uh, 
be applied, of course, to your fitness goals as well. When I get, when I don't do stuff at night and I just rush into the day and I don't have any idea what I'm going to eat and I haven't planned any of my food. And I'm going to talk about that next week a little bit more in morning routines, but I haven't done anything to get those foods ready. I haven't thought about what I'm going to eat for the day. That's when I eat off protocol, right? But it's when these things are in place, that's when I do not. So thank you for joining me. This has been Donna Reese with Think, Feel, Eat episode number 48. And I am so happy you were able to join. And I hope this was a help to you. Um, if you would like one-on-one -on -one help, I would love to be your private coach. DonnaReach.com forward slash coaching. We can set up a private uh, free consult and see if you think it would be a good fit. All right. Take care. <laughs>